uh, I get cases and this is like a highlight. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. How are you, Ibrahim? Wa alaikum to Allah. I see. So as as promised, today we have our guest, Brother Ibrahim. And what's it called? He's joining us. Garrett's going to be a little bit late. But inshallah, we're going to have Brother Ibrahim and he's going to tell his experiences. Inshallah, we're going to do the new intro we have. Um, you got a few toys and trinkets, you know, coming up, learning this stuff. And Brother Ibrahim is actually a brother I met many, many years ago in Rayford. Um, Alhamdulillah, very good brother, a good friend for a while now. Alhamdulillah, his mother, she lives here locally, uh, but we still keep in touch. He lives down in Florida. He'll tell us a little bit about himself right now. Well, first of all, my name is Ibrahim. I first became interested in Islam um, at a very young age. My uh, aunt was stationed in Sinop, Turkey. She was in the military. So when she came back, it was like, maybe 1987, and she bought um, hair rugs back. But we didn't know what they were. You know, yeah. I grew up in the Bible Belt, North Carolina, Rafe. It's like, North I saw I can tell you, it's country. <laughs> yeah, it's the Bible Belt. It's, have much interaction with any Muslims or anything. You don't know anything about this. So she came back, and um, she bought these um, bread masks. And we just used them for decoration in the house, but it had a picture of the Kaaba. Wow. So I was always interested, what is this building? What is this building? And um, as I got a little older, I got, um, I started reading up into Nation of Islam. At this time, I'm maybe around 10 years old. So okay. I read this book by uh, Elijah Muhammad, How to Eat to Live. And I got interested in Islam a little, but it was still something that just was missing from that. And I went up to New Jersey for one summer. And I I went to one of my uncles and he had a book. And the book was named um, The Nation of Islam and Al Islam. What is the difference? Okay. So I started to read that. And it explained what Nation of Islam and what Islam is and the difference in the book. So then after that, I um, I read a little bit more going through my you know learning about Islam after I branched out from the nation of Islam ideology and I um sixteen I bought my first gun remember oh, I went to a 16. flea market in Denver, North Carolina yeah and I bought my first gun well you know, I didn't I just had it sitting around for was that at a flea market. Yeah, the flea market in, in North Carolina. <laughs> in wow. wow. I, I bought it. It sat, it sat around the house for a little while, and then I picked it up, started reading it, reading it. And I'm like, man, a lot of this stuff is what I already believe anyway. Alhamdulillah. So I got a little older. You know, you're still going through the struggle of dealing with this society that we have over here. You can get distracted very easy. Yeah, so I was around... I was around 20, 21 years old. Right? So I was living in Durham. And I was walking to my friend's house one. And I 
never knew what mess she was in. I thought it was a store. So I seen the brothers coming out for Fajr prayer. And um, I just stopped them, talked to them. I started asking them questions. I was already interested in Islam, but this is the first interaction I really had with Muslims. I had a lot of interaction with Nation of Islam with some guys who say they were Muslim, but they wasn't that many uh, on the thing. So I talked to them. And, and then asked me a few questions and everything based on what they were saying was what I already believed anyway. I took my shahada that day. That was like 2001. And you can imagine 2001, you know what happened shortly after that? Yeah. So yeah. I had to deal with, <laughs> I had to deal with a lot of that. What's that? I said an ironic time to take your shahada. Yeah, I know, right? And, and then it's like, uh, I, I got a couple of go back to your country. I'm like, I'm born in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was. Um. but they said the brother that the master was really, really good. Brother. One of the brothers, actually, he translates a lot of books. His name is Rashid Barbie. I know you heard, you probably heard of Rashid Barbie. Well, maybe I've heard the name. I and, can't um, think of the top of my head. Yeah. He does a lot of translation for for yeah. shakes and um, but uh, yeah, he's the one who gave me my shot. They took me in, man. They treated me like family. I've never been no place in my life where I can be around a group of people. And this is every match that I go to. Even you know, from Gaston, you you get with people that your upbringing can't be. It can't be more different, but yeah. everything just come together so easy, man. Remember how we used to play um. Play cricket in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I never played cricket before in my life, right? Yeah. So um yeah, it's, yeah. you got all these different people with different backgrounds, different we, culture. We, we've sat in the back of the bus in that interview. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I you know I was the king of the basketball court. <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so, you know, it's, so how it's, are you doing in Florida now? So, well, when I um when I met you, I had already I had been down here for because I went to school down here, I went to college down here. Yeah. So yeah. I um I had been down here for like maybe um five six years. Okay. And then I came back home. So all together, I probably been in Florida for about sixteen years. Wow. He put all the, all the years together. And you want to know something? The mansion I met you with, that mansion was there every since. That mansion was there for a long time. And I never knew it was there growing up. I never knew it was there. Yeah, I never knew that was there wow. until I came back home. Now, now, what's it called? I've been to the masjid out there in Fayetteville, Omar bin Said. And, you know, obviously, that's they have a little bit more influence from the nation, I believe, right? Yeah, they branched off from the nation. Actually, um, I've never been to Messi. I want to say I've never been there before. You never I always hear people talking about. It. Never been there. Never. Well, I had well, some I'm brothers gonna... from there. They, they came down to our Messi down in uh, the Messi on Medina and uh, Rayford, but wow. brothers would come down there. I had never, I never prayed in that Messi. Now, now I'm gonna tell you a story. I went to Omar bin Said one time when I came to Rayford. 
And we went there, and Omar bin Said is a majority, like 95 to 97% African American masjid. Um, when we got there, there were some sisters and there's a few brothers there. They made us the best breakfast we've ever had. We had like omelets and we had fruits and we had so many different things. It was the best breakfast. And those African American brothers and sisters, they took care of us. And you know, that's that's all I remember from Masjid Umar bin Said. It was good stuff. Like, you know, and it's it's we come from different backgrounds. Like, you know, that's one of the reasons I have you on is we come from different backgrounds. But the reason we take care of each other is because we believe in the Qurima La illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And that's that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, because because most I mean I, I have so many brothers. I, I, I like even down here I have brothers from Trinidad, brothers yeah. from Morocco, uh, brothers from Egypt, brothers from um, Bangladesh, Pakistan. It's just everywhere, and, and, and we all we always together. You know, and we always yeah. hang together, and it's like different background, different culture, but we just. Clayton, I mean, this like family is, yeah, and it's all on one thing. I mean, it's all there, la, 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 la. That's it. Yeah. So, so give us, give us a little bit of, a little bit of background, I guess, because, like I said, the series or the idea that I'm going forward with this traveling well, Muslim, not just the bad experiences, but the good experiences. So, tell us a little bit about how you've met different Muslim people in different cities and different towns, and how it's been positive for you. If you can shed a little bit of light on that. Okay, even down here, then when I first moved to Florida, because I'm new here, I never been, I had never been. Well, I mean, I, I, I was new down here, but yeah. the first thing I did everywhere, anywhere I ever go, the first thing I do is I look up on Islamic Finder and I try to find the closest one, and then um, from there I find and when when I find a master, I go pray there, and I, and after that I branch out and start meeting the brother. So by um, Islam in my travels. Yeah. Anytime I go to any match, I instantly can connect. You can just go there and you can connect with people. So it's not it's, it's not like um other other religions I, I see because I was raised in a Christian church. Yeah. But you know you would go to a, a um a city and and the doors closed. Yeah. You know what I mean it, it, you got to catch it on Sunday or you got to know somebody. To go there, so yeah. my experience with Islam, I didn't pray. I went to Georgia. I mean, prayed in Mass in Atlanta. Nobody know me, but when you go there, everybody instantly treats you like family. I mean, yeah. Even when I first came to Gaston, nobody knew me there, but you know, I, I went there. Everybody, you know, they always uh, extend their hand to me. So yeah. through my travels, anywhere I ever went. Whenever I, I find a message, I'll go there. It's like you knew people for years. Yeah. So but you know so we you gonna take care of you. So you you remember you were telling that one thing in the you wrote it in my comment section about you standing outside of your car and praying one time. Could you tell us a little bit about that story? I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, so this is what happened, right? I could meet, you know, when time come in wherever I'm at. I mean, I don't pray in Walmart. I find me a little corner. I mean, whenever the time come in, wherever I'm at, I might have to pull over on the side of the road for, and pray or wherever. So yeah. at this point, I'm at a parking lot, right? And yeah. I'm out in, um, in Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter, Florida. It's, Jupiter, it's, Florida. Okay. 
Not that far from a place called Loxahatchee. I mean, they're riding horses and rednecks and everything out here, right? <laughs> so I get out. Grand <laughs> Margaret, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, the sun is going down and and the sheriff drove up, right? I see the sheriff truck roll up. So I'm praying. I'm like, oh, here we go. Man. Because, um, you know, you automatically think uh, it's about to be somebody. Maybe they thought you'd be in something. Mean to. But he just pulled up beside me. And he saw me praying. And he looked. And he said, oh, oh I'm sorry. And it just drove up. Right? And I have another story, too. This one is really I was working with a brother from Morocco. We was doing ACs, right? So... Okay. He had a um, bumper sticker um, on his on his in van, and it says "La Tensa Allah." Never forget to remember Allah, right? Yeah. So we we're driving. We're on ninety five, and the um, state trooper pulled us over. I'm like, oh man, here we go, here we go. The state trooper said, "What he pulled us?" He said, "La la la la." He read the bumper sticker. <laughs> So I'm like, wow. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So I'm like, I'm like, like, you never know who muscle, man. You know, you bump into. I mean, I was in the airport one time. So um, I had to catch an early flight. I was going to actually go into North Carolina. That's how I'm with the Raven. So I'm making wudu in the. And there's a kid next to me. I noticed he's doing everything that I'm doing. I we end up making slide together. <laughs> the the brother was another. Uh, so that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I met a lot of people. You never, I mean, I met a lot of people, and and you never know who must. Because this was a young kid, so when you see us, you can automatically, you know, you see our man. This kid was young, and he, you know, he, he had a stubble. He he had a full man beard, a super beard, yeah, he because he's still growing. You know, he a little puppy. Yeah, um, yeah. He was doing everything I was doing. I'm like, oh, man. salam each other, made a lot together, man. Subhanallah, that's that's amazing, and and that's the beauty of our religion is it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, what culture you come from, what background you come from. When it's time for salah, you stand beside whoever is there and you start praying. It is there's no rich, there's no poor, there's just prayer. Yeah, yeah. And one more story too. I'm starting to remember all these stories now. Okay. I'm at, I was I was working in Rayford, right? I'm I was working in Rayford, so I used to go on my break and I uh, and, and pray. I'm so at this time I'm praying though, and okay. I'm praying, and I feel you know you can feel somebody walking up on you. Yeah, and I'm like, man, man, somebody's going because I had a lot of times people see me praying. Are you okay? You see, me, are you all right? Are you all right? You don't yeah. answer, and they find oh. oh. So the guy comes by me, then I feel his foot hit my foot, and he just praying with me. The guy was Muslim too. My oh, brother man. named Abdul Haki. Oh, okay. Haki, I worked with him for a while. I worked with him a couple years, man. And okay. he started talking to him. We knew some of the same people from the Mashin in terms of small okay. Muslim world, right? Yeah. It's um I was reading the story about one girl. She was working in McDonald's and she converted while she was working in McDonald's. And, and this is a story today and they're actually suing, um, what's it called? Uh, there's a brother, he's asking where in Florida are you? I'm in West Palm Beach. Oh, he's in West Palm Beach. 
I think these brothers they live in Tampa. Yeah, I was in Miami, but oh yeah, they're way on the west on the west coast. Yeah. So so there's this girl, she's an African American sister. She converts and she accepts Islam while she's working at McDonald's at the airport in I think Maryland or somewhere. So at first they she got permission from her boss to pray, and they used to let her go pray at the masjid inside of the airport. Then they said, No, you gotta pray inside of a janitor's closet. And she started praying inside of the janitor's closet. And then they started like insulting her and sexually harassing her and talking about her, even going as far as talking about her virginity, are you a virgin or not? And just being really intrusive and asking these really rude questions. And eventually they made it to a point where she had to quit. And you don't know the people's situation. This might have been her only job or her only income or the only way to make any money to help her family out. And she had to quit the job because of the way they were treating her. Um, she she had to pray in a little janitor's closet, and that's that's horrible. You don't want to ever hear about anybody, especially a, a convert, having to go through that. Yeah, because sometimes stuff like that might get pushed away. But Alhamdulillah, Allah You know, all my powers and lost. Yeah, and Subhanallah, the sister she's still Muslim. I saw a picture of her. She's wearing the niqab and everything now as well. Oh yeah, I used to work with a sister man. Um, and um, he um, her brother had um, gave her a dawah, and she had um, reverted to Islam. So, um, but she never wore hijab, you know, never wore hijab. So, um, she, you know, I've seen her eat. Yeah. Um, and um, I see her walking up, and she's with a guy, but she had the hijab on and everything. She got married. I'm that's, that's great. And I mean, this is this is what at first what I was going to focus on with the traveling while Muslim was basically the negative. But then I talked with one of my friends. He's a mashallah, he's a hafiz and he's also a scholar in finance. And he lives in, I believe, in one of the Middle Eastern countries. His name is Ahmed Sabri. He's from Atlanta. And he was talking about his positive experience. And inshallah, I'm going to have him on in the next few weeks. I'm going to try. And he was talking about his positive experiences. And I was like, I was like instead of this being about the negativity, why don't we make this more about positivity and how much benefit we get from each other and meeting each other as Muslims. And that's, you know, that's, and that's one of the great things is the way I met you and the way we've kept in touch is because we're both Muslim and we come from two very different backgrounds. Honestly, I have had way more positive experiences than I had negative experiences, even at work. I never had a problem praying at work or anything. Never had a problem. I have way more positive experiences than that. I remember when I first took his out of though. I remember, my, I remember what my dad told me. <laughs> he said, "He said he wasn't raised that way." <laughs> like that. <laughs> Your dad yeah, went in hard. But yeah, he said I wasn't raised that way. Yeah, what's it called? But but I mean, like you know, like I said, it's it's now now tell one thing. I mean, I don't know if there's any viewers listening who are not Muslim. But tell one thing about a masjid, which is very different from any other religion as far as uh, multiculturalism goes. If you can shed some light on that for us. Oh, yeah, because when I was a kid growing up in church, I was, you had your black church, you had your white church, you had your Indian church. Oh, it, it was it was very segregated. We used to have a joke. We used to call it segregated Sunday, right? So, so yeah. it's very segregated. Okay. You, if you have... You might have one 
white person then, but you know, if if that one white person then she probably had a black husband or something like that, black boyfriend or whatever. Okay. Or, like it was always segregated, but mansion, okay. every mansion I go to, I mean we don't have we, we okay. just don't do that. I mean, everybody going there for the same thing. We want the same thing. So it's no black master, no black Islam, it's no Pakistani Islam. It's, it's just Islam. Everybody, um, when you go there, and that's one thing I always liked about it too, because you know how many different foods I ate that I would have never <laughs> ate in my life? I'm, I'm, I mean, and it's good, man. I mean, it's, um, it's, the rice, man. Um, you you remember Faraz, the the brother um, in the rice mansion? Um, um, he's from Pakistan too. His yeah, mother used to make this yeah. rice. And, yeah, his mother made this rice with cherries in it. Oh man, I forgot the name of the rice, but that rice was so are you, good. Are you talking about the sweet and, rice zarda? Oh yeah, that stuff was delicious, man. Yeah. Yo, every time I go back home, I get her to make me some, and it's just ah, uh, it's good. And I would have never tasted that in my life. You know, just different languages you learn, different different. You just you become a global person. You 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 know more about the world man, because you meet people from different parts of the world. I mean, I, it's so many different things I learned about different places, different foods, man. Just it is. It, I would have never learned that. But my mom was always geared to thinking outside of just where I was from, anyways. Yeah, and and one of the things, there was actually a guy. He was in our masjid one time. He was from Colombia. He was painting the masjid, and he saw we have a brother from Taiwan here, and he saw a brother from Taiwan. He saw a brother Dawood, Dawood, who was a Caucasian brother who converted many years ago. He saw Dawood. Then he saw a few other people come in from different different races and cultures, and so the Hispanic painter who's from Colombia. He's like, everybody comes here? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, in our church, I go to a Hispanic church, and all the people there are Hispanic. He's like, but it seems as though your mosque, everybody comes. He's like, how do you guys all communicate and pray together? And I was like, well, we pray in Arabic, so everybody's learning and reading and praying in Arabic. And he was just amazed. He had never heard or seen of anything like that before. Yeah. Because even, I'm, it, it, you bring it up, Dawu. Okay, you mean Dawu. Dawu would be what you call a good old boy, right? Yeah. You'll say he's a, a country boy, good old Caucasian country boy. And, yeah. you know, I, I met, me and Dawood became like brothers, man. I mean, we brothers. We call we brothers. But Dawood would person. never together. Yeah, so I mean, you, you see two different people that couldn't be no more different. And they just yeah. come together like that. I mean, it's it's always was um, the place for me, man. When I was, instantly when I walked in the mansion, it was yeah. always the place. I just love yeah. the fact that you have different people from different. I I, I love iftars and Ramadan. I, I love uh, the Yemeni bread. Yeah, the Yemeni bread. Oh man, some of that bread they make in Yemen is delicious. You you um you just get a you, you get the experience so much stuff. Yeah, um, what's it called? And, and a lot of churches they even come to the masajid in Ramadan, especially for the iftars. 
Oh, they need to stay for the um. They need to stay for the cook. Yeah, but um, that's what it is. It's a yeah. We invited we invited some some um people from a church before over, and, and you know when they come in, we treat you know a lot of people. They got this negative stigma. So I like me just some barbarian gonna be violent, but we are very hospitable people. Like we we treat our guests. We treat our guests. And and the thing no, about it, we treat them because we're Muslim. Yes, that that keep a lot of stuff in my life in check. It it, it, it help you keep yourself in check. Like you don't get too high, too low. You know, yeah, you just you know, you always look down on people. You know, so, it's but I I've seen, I I have seen um some um. And I don't want to get on certain people too much, but I've seen some different um, uh, beliefs where when the person got this amount of knowledge that they got, it made them kind of arrogant where they thought they were better than somebody or they're chosen over somebody. And like that. Prophet Muhammad, he didn't go up to arrogance. He looked at everybody. Arrogant with the people. And yeah, more right to that than we do. Yeah. And and the main thing is we can't be arrogant, but because who are we? And how long are we on this earth for? I know. I mean, like uh, I'm a, what what what, the, what do you say? A mosquito man, like come on. I mean it's so many comparisons in the Quran that make you just um think about how insignificant that this one little small planet is in all the creation of life. Yeah. This is like right. a planet. So, so how have you been doing right now? How have you been doing right now with Corona and not being able to go to the masjid? Uh, put it this way. I got a greater appreciation for the mansion because whenever it opens, inshallah, you, <laughs> you're going to have to pry me away from it. You know, so many times you take granted. Yeah, because we, you know, we have we have um Monday and Wednesday classes, and yeah. the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning classes. Right? So every now and again, I might miss one class, a couple classes, right? but now, man, like I ain't missing no class. Like I want to go to the class so bad. You know, I just just one of my brothers has a, a tire shop down here. Yeah. Since we couldn't meet at the man, we started meeting at his tire shop, right? Just to be back with each other. Just yeah. you, when you walk into the mansion, man, you just get a different feeling. You know, you, you know, you get a different feeling when you walk into it. You know yeah. why you go in there. Yeah. And everything is there for you to eat. We don't go, we don't play. You know, we might, you know, talk, but we go in, when you go in there, you know why you go in there. And you can always go there. So now it's somewhere that you can always go. Now you can't go. Cause you know, we got a little passcode on there. You can go in there and pray, you know, you don't have to wait for no one. But now we can't even go. So it's like, I took it's, that for granted. It's something that's been teared away from your heart basically, or torn away. 
I, I mean, cause I'm doing a lot of reading now at home and I read to my son, but it's like, it's not like going and sitting with people. And then you, you have, uh, you sit with people and knowledge that can teach you. It, 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 it's just calm. When I'm at home, you know, you got a lot of distraction at home. Kids, wife, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's just, uh, my, that's the place to is there for you to sort of like get level-headed. Yeah, that's the place to be. When you walk in, you just feel different. I don't care what man should I ever do. When I walk in, I just feel different. I, I feel like you, you do need to come up to Gastonia. We did an extension. The mustard is twice as big now. Oh, you did an extension with yeah. the basketball court or no, we, we, wow. we did a little bit of that's we did a little bit of renovation, I guess, and we went forward. Oh, you went forward, okay. Well y'all did have a lot of land though, so yeah, I'm the land. Nice, 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 nice blood. So, so when are you gonna come? Like, I gotta come up there now. Yeah, yeah. When are you coming? I want. I'm coming somewhere. I really want. I need to see my mother too. I really need to see. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can drive up here or something. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. How's it up there with everything? They got. Um, mandated mask and all that. I mean, yeah, they they strict out. You get fines down here. <laughs> oh, really? You're getting fined down there? Fines down here. Wow. Well, yeah, we don't have fines here yet. Yeah, we get fines here. <laughs> They're taking it a little serious. So. So what what else would you like to tell us before we close up now? Oh, that's basically it in a nutshell. But yeah, I mean, I just tell you personally for me, man. Um, before Islam, uh-huh. uh I want, for lack of a better word, I've kind of scatterbrained. I'm a little here, a little there. You know, sometimes you act impulsively. Um, I was, I need, put it this way, I needed, I needed to get me focused because a lot of things I don't worry about because I know if, if I allow meant for it to be, it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm not so much worried about, I, and over this past couple of years, I lost what, my brother, my grandmother. Yeah. My great grandmother, my paternal wow. grandmother, wow. Uh, one of my aunts. But you put stuff like that in perspective when you um, have Islam. You know, you know, we go back from what we came. In. I mean, we belong to Elias. Got to go back to that. So, yeah. you no, know, I don't worry about it. I just want to make sure I'm on the right state when that time comes because you never know when it comes. But you just want to be. Standing a lot whenever that time put that stuff in perspective, man, and, and you don't and hold brother, so much on to it. Your brother was getting treatment up here at Chapel Hill, right, for his cancer. Yeah, yeah, he was getting treatment in Chapel Hill. He's either alum of Carolina, actually, but um, he was getting treatment. But you, you, when stuff like that, you, um, you, you, you understand it, and and you don't put so much stock in the doing it because. And for those of if non-Muslim doing it, is this worldly life? Um, because 
and you know, doing it something low. It's, it's you hold it in your hand, not your heart, because when you hold it in your hand, you can just let it go when it's time to go. A lot of people get depressed and commit suicide and do all this stuff like that. It's because they attach to the doing so much. So when they lose something from the doing, they can't take it. They put so much into this. But I know this not, it's not the end all. We know that it's not the end all beyond. This is something fleeting, man. This is just something you use for the next step. So uh, a lot of people getting impatient. Even you see with these um, fringe group or what they call, you know, terrorists or what they call militant Islamists or whatever. Yeah. A lot of I, I look at, at a lot of those groups and even their 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 um gripes are attached to the doing. Nobody's stopping yeah. them from making nobody's stopping them from going to the mass. Yeah. All their their gripes are material gripes. So yeah. are you doing it for Islam or are you doing it for something material or something for the doing? So yeah. It that's, just helped me cope with that's, that's that. yeah. point. I don't think anybody brings that up. Yeah, nobody's stopping them from who's make who's stopping them from prayer fasting. Nobody's stopping them from fasting. Nobody's stopping them from praying. Nobody's stopping them from going to the message. Yeah. It's political problem. Yeah. And that's doing it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. I'm um, glad that you no, know, the one thing I love I me mean, making. Make you it's for those who think it tell you that plenty of time. Yeah. Those who think. So, so I couldn't find a way to But khair, Brother Ibrahim for joining us. Um for giving us your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, you got a wife, you got three kids. Three kids, right? Yeah. Three kids. Wait, my wife hated my wife hated <laughs> maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> But, but thank your family for allowing us to get your time. Um, Jazakallah khair, brother. Inshallah, keep in touch. And inshallah, we'll talk some more. And inshallah, um, if you have time, use some of the other speakers, inshallah, when they come on and share their experiences. Um, inshallah. Salam okay. alaikum. Waalaikum salam. Inshallah, I'll talk with you. Inshallah. So... Um, we really want to appreciate Brother Ibrahim for giving his time um, and giving, you know, his, you know, valuable time, his valuable experiences. Um, I've met him many times. Alhamdulillah, he's a great brother with a great heart, um, a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, he's still waiting for them to win a Super Bowl, inshallah, soon. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a season, but even though I'm not a big Steelers fan, but for his sake, if they won the Super Bowl, I'd be super happy for him. Um but Jazakallah khair for everybody. Thank you very much for everybody for tuning in. Inshallah, we'll line up another guest speaker, inshallah, to share their experience about traveling while Muslim. And like I said, before, what it was going to be was traveling while Muslim was going to be this harrowing experience of how bad it is and how horrible it is to travel while Muslim. But after speaking with some people and they brought to light that maybe we should, and also Garrett brought to light last week, maybe we should focus on the good things as well, that how enjoyable and how great it is to travel as a Muslim. That one time I went for Umrah, um, alhamdulillah, and I met this American guy. You could tell he was American. He's a white guy. He's wearing a Boston t-shirt. He's wearing like a Boston Celtics t-shirt and everything. He's got a baseball cap on and everything. And I went up to him and I started talking with him. 
And Alhamdulillah, he was there as Muslim. He had married some Indonesian sister. He was there with his in-laws, great brother, brother named Tom from Boston. We spoke for a long time. Every time we would see each other for prayer, we'd stand around, we'd talk, and you know, for hours upon hours. And the only time I ever met him was on Umrah. I've never met him in America again. And the only reason we ever met was because we shared the same religion. We shared Islam. And Jazakallah khair for the brothers saying that it was a great show today. Um, inshallah, we're going to continue with this series. We're going to get different people. Some may be a little bit well-known in their communities. Some may not be well-known. The main focus and the main topic is to get the message across that when we travel as Muslim, we shouldn't be afraid to hide our identity. We should be proud to be a Muslim, especially living in America where we have freedom of religion and we can express ourselves as Muslims because the law protects us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the day is always protecting us. So we should be proud to travel as Muslims, not be afraid to pray, not be afraid to greet other Muslim people. And one of the great things about it is despite the religion, this, I mean, despite the culture, despite the race, and despite all of these things, this religion, it brings us all together, regardless of how we look, how we talk, what we eat, it brings us all together. So Jazakallah khair for everybody for tuning in, for listening, and inshallah, we'll see you guys again next week, or we may see you guys throughout the course of the week. We may have some more programming going on. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.